What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I was 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Dew Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Episode of the King's Fools Podcast. My name is Brendan Nunez. Got Rich Ivanowski on here as we usually do. How are you doing, Rich? I'm in the zone, Brendan. I'm in the zone. Um, I'm a little nervous actually because the game we are playing today is uh, a competition between you and I. But uh, at least we got our buddy Tim Maxwell here to make sure that proceedings are fair and the just winner is rightly crowned. How are you doing today, Tim? I'm good. Um, I'm ready to kick this thing off. Quarantine life is a little stressful and boring, so I'm ready to talk some Kings basketball for the first time in quite a while. Yeah, we appreciate you coming on, man. And this was your idea here. Do you want to kind of walk us through this draft that's going on with all the players of this decade? Sure. So uh, Rich and Brendan are each going to do their darndest to draft a successful full team, so full 15 players from any Kings player from the 2010-2011 season till 2019-2020. We'll do kind of a a serpentine draft, so whoever gets the first pick, the the next person will get the next two picks, the next two picks, the next two picks, and so on and so forth. And their goal is to beat each other in a seven-game series. So if someone picks a certain, you know, big man who can score really well. The other one might need to pick a good defensive anchor in the middle. Um, So it's not just to get the best team, but it's also to beat the other team. I've got a list of, I don't know, 35 or so players. It was a depressing list to make uh, of power rankings. That way I can kind of give my feedback on, on how they're doing and how they're building their teams. And we'll see what happens at the end. One quick note, something that Brendan and I discussed. Do we want to do full 15? Because... Maybe we go just 10 because I don't know how much 11, 12, 13, and then obviously 14, 15 would play in a series. Yeah, I'm good with whatever you guys want to do. If you want to challenge yourselves, maybe go 12 deep in case of injury. Yeah. How about this? Let's go 10 deep, and then if we are feeling it, we can do – we can do a couple more, and we could even do, like, a guy that maybe wouldn't see the floor, but you want for chemistry Can reasons. Oh, okay. Or, okay. and then maybe we could even do a round of coaches at the end of this. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, for now, for now, let's stick with the 10 and kind of see how that goes and where we're feeling at the end of that. Sounds good to me. All right. Yeah. So, and – um. I don't know if I heard you mention this, Tim. We are picking, say, you know, DeMarcus Cousins in this. We would pick a specific year of DeMarcus Cousins and say that we have that year of that player, and that player is completely off the board in all other years that he's played in Sacramento. 
Yeah. To, so, yeah. So to clarify on that, I think it doesn't even necessarily need to be the year that we choose, but I'm, I've, I have that down here so that I can like clarify what version of this player I want, but it's more to make sure that you're being clear you're getting the Kings version from the 2010 to 2020 decade. So like, uh, getting MVP Isaiah Thomas or anything, right? Or Vince Carter. If you want, exactly, exactly. So like, if if you draft Vince, you're getting the version of Vince that was on the Kings, and then obviously his year would be like either the only year 2017, 18. It's the only year that he would be there, um, and you get no other version of him. And I, but I also think like there are guys like Tyreek Evans we mentioned is a very good player. Uh, had multiple years that you could argue were better than the other uh, because his rookie year is not in this. So his rookie year in 2009 is not a part of this, but you could argue 2010 through 2013, anything in there. But you can just say a year that's representative of his of his best work with the gigs. Just the fact that you had to say Tyreek Evans was a very good player is how the <laughs> list is going to be. I just want to put that out there for the audience. Yeah. So – is there any sort of wager that we could put on this, Rich? Oof, a really good question. I didn't think about that. Um, hmm. Maybe um, Tim can think of the consequence for the loser by the end of it. That can be part of his powers as judge jury. Okay. Uh, yeah, let me think about it. I want to make one of you admit you tried to trade Bogey for Wiggins, I think is what I'm <laughs> Oh God! Like one, that, so. one tweet from either of our accounts would be catastrophic. Tim gets one just, tweet. Yeah, just oh man, that would be great. Just, <laughs> oh no, no, we can't do that. We can't do that because they'll just make I me can't lose. Destroy your and social brands like I've destroyed mine every time. The most yeah. ambitious <laughs> food take from my account. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. How about this? The consequence is you have to tweet out your most controversial food take. Okay. That's, that works. That's a deal, yeah. And it's got to be pretty in the office for Tim. That people hate you yeah, for. Right. Standard operating <laughs> yeah. procedure for me. Right. All right. So, how are we deciding who goes first here? You got a coin in front of you, Tim? I have a nickel I dug out from my wife's purse. It's got some gum on it. Let's do it. Nice. Uh, let's have Rich call it. I'm going to flip it right now. Call it Rich. Tails. It is Tails. Rich oh, picks first. Never fails. <sighs> do you want first, Tim? Or uh, Rich? Ooh, that's a good question. It is a good question. It is a good question because, man, I'll tell you what, hmm. I really struggled with this. Um, and it's not so – I think that there – let me be really clear about this too up front. This isn't us really ranking the best players necessarily because you're trying to build a cohesive team. And so I did really struggle with this. But – that said, I I have to go best player available. We've learned that from years of watching the Kings in the draft. I am going to go with DeMarcus Cousins. 2016-17 uh, is what I have down as, as his peak. 27.8 points per game, 10.6 rebounds. You know the rest. Uh, I'll let you do some analysis, Tim, while, Brendan, you get a little time to think about your picks. Yeah, Cousins is a clear number one player on on should be everyone's board. I love Demarcus or I love De'Aaron Fox. Love what he does does for the team. Um, I looked up this stat earlier because, like you said, his his season was insane. His sixteen seventeen season. Frankly, we should have gotten a lot more for him. 
players to average 27-10-4 and four in a season while shooting 35% from deep. DeMarcus Cousins in 16-17, Larry Bird in 84-85. That's it. That's the whole list. Wow. So he was just I, – I, I said this to Rich earlier in private. I, I think he's somehow the most underrated player in Kings history because he was so dominant and he was obviously a head case in a locker room problem and there's a million other things we can we can talk about with Boogie but he is the only true superstar available um Garrett might be there someday but we're drafting right now so I think if you're trying to win a game you need your superstar and that's the Marcus Cousins so definitely number one and I think that's the right choice Brendan Dillon for do you have picks two and three ready Yes. Pick two, I'm going De'Aaron Fox. And for my pick three, this is the only center that can guard Boogie to me. I have to take Rashawn Holmes because who else is guarding DeMarcus Cousins? You're going defense over pure talent here. If, if Rich uh, took Holmes, I would be absolutely screwed. And I was going to do. I was going to take the only talk, other good center on this. Yes, on I had that same strategy. I was yeah. like, uh, we talked about the scarcity in some of these positions, so that I got to take Holmes second there. So no Sam Dallin there for you? Is that what you're saying? You can't no, take. Oh yeah, no. I thought about okay. Sam Bular. It was yeah. <laughs> Uh, Papianis. All right, yeah, so Fox, <laughs> my clear number two, I think everyone would have those guys, two guys, one and two, whichever order you had him in. He's obviously, he's averaging 20 points a game. He's going to play some defense. He'll um, obviously move the ball around the court. Can't shoot this year, which I assume you took the 1920 Fox. Is that correct, Brendan? I did, yes. Okay. Um, so, yeah, he can't really shoot this year, and he's struggling with his free throw shooting a bit as well, but um, clearly second best player on the floor. And I, I like the Holmes pick. Um, he was ranked 10th overall on my big board of Kings players in the last 10 years, so that's relatively depressing. Um, but I think that's a solid pick. You've got offensive defense and that Fox-Holmes pick and roll I think can be deadly, and Holmes can run the floor. And while Cousins could space the floor in his prime years, he wasn't really a floor runner. So Holmes might be able to break out, um, get some fast break buckets while Cousins sits back and either rests or potentially complains to the officials, which we knew he did on occasion. <laughs> Um, any other justifications, Brendan? No, that's Before about it. That? That's, yeah, Fox is second best available, and I feel like he's kind of in a tier of his own after, there after uh, Cousins, maybe a couple others with him, and then, yeah, the Holmes defense there. All right, uh, Rich, you ready? Man, I am um, – hmm. I am really struggling right now. Um. So there was one guy that I thought for sure would be picked here. You went a different way with Rashawn Holmes. I am not exactly sure what I'm going to do about that. Mm. Mm. Give me a second here. Uh, vamp a little more here. Who who were you surprised? Anyone you surprised? Anyone, who, who anyone you were surprised that was not taking either of you? You can discuss someone. I'm trying to make a decision here between a couple guys. Oof, I don't I'm, wanna... I'm a little surprised by the Holmes pick. Um, I, I think it's smart, and I think if Richard was going to block you by picking Holmes just to take away talent, yeah. um, which we've seen the NBA do before, I, I think that's a smart maneuver by him. Um, the, just... the one issue I see. Go ahead. Go ahead sorry. I was just going to say the one issue I see with Brendan's team right now is he has zero shooting, zero floor spacing. So he's yeah. going to have to really fill up his his off guard, his wing, and his power forward with some shooting. 
Um, and Rich could theoretically opt to take that shooting away and then leave Brendan with some good, maybe even slightly more talented players. But if he can't hit threes, he can't win in today's NBA. So that might be a thing you want to think about, Rich. Yeah, I'll tell you right now that I'm thinking about trying to block Brendan in a different way. But it it would mean really going down my board here. Um, and, geez, I would be leaving some really, really, truly good players on the board. Man, oh, man. Let me say, yeah, yeah, let I, me think say I this. know what you're thinking here. The Kings don't have a lot of talent, right? So, like, mm-hmm. there are plenty of role players, role-ish players available. So, yeah. personal recommendation, I would go for talent and just get the best team on, get your best starters on the floor. The benches are going to suck either way. It's just a level of suckitude, if that's yeah. a word. So, I would go for talent, but I'll, I'll leave it up to you if you want to play more of a defensive type of selection. This is obviously your game to play and your tweet to risk. Okay, so... Look, so Rudy Gay averaged 21.1 points per game on the 2014-15 Kings. I feel like he's one of the, inarguably, one of the three best players left on the board. And he also would fit with my other selection. So I'm going to hang on just a second on on my second pick here. But Rudy Gay is going to be the number four selection. Okay. Okay, and I have him third on my board. So, um, which might well, Rudy Gay got a lot of flack from myself included. I think looking back, I was probably a little too harsh on him back in the day. I know me being harsh on a player is insane, uh, an insane thought. Um, but Rudy Gay, that season he was engaged and really part of the next season before we fired Mark, uh, Mike Malone was uh, like a sub All Star level player, just right below that level. Like you said, averaged more than twenty points a game. I think he shot 38 or 39% from deep. Um, and the thing that he got underrated for over time was his defense. I remember when he used to play Anthony Davis, he would sh- not shut Davis down, but limit Davis to about the extent you can. And the other beautiful thing about Rudy Gay, maybe more than any other player on these on this board, is he's versatile. He can play 3-4 in today's NBA. I mean, not for any long, great, long stretch of time. But in, like, a Houston Rockets-type situation, small ball, he could even play some center. He's, like, 6'9". Um, his handle is weak, and his passing is subpar. Um, actually, he's got a lot of similarities to Harrison Barnes, who's also on the on the board, who can do a lot of those same things. But for me, I, I think Gay and Cousins is a really good pairing. Um, and when Gay can slide down to the four, and then you can fill those top three spots with guards and wings, you've got a really modern team, and they can both shoot as well. So... Uh, Brendan, any feedback or any thoughts? Uh, no, not really. I mean, obviously, Gay was the guy up there, um, and I'm just waiting to see where he goes with this next one and trying to build mine at the same time here. Well, I don't want to give too much away, but the curveball I'm considering is to pick Harrison Barnes and take what I feel like are the only two versatile forwards really in this player pool. Wow. Uh, yeah, I know it would be quite the gambit. It so those are two pools that I had 100% identified before. The center and the small forwards have two. It feels like literally two guys there. Yeah. Yep. Um, and I think that there is some depth at other positions, but um, man, there are just elite players on the board still. I know I'm taking way too long. I gotta speed this up. I know it. Oh, Pull the trigger. Man. Pull the trigger. I just. 
I just think that if I'm trying to build a team that can win a seven-game series, ugh, no, I'm taking Buddy Heald. I'm taking 2018-19 Buddy Heald. It's just the most elite single talent on the board. I need the shooting. Uh, I really wanted to block you off there and take Harrison Barnes and, and kind of just actually have wing defense, but I got to take who I feel like is going to help my team the most. Yeah, um, Buddy Hill is obviously your shooter. Everyone knows everything about Buddy Hill. There is to know. He was better last season than the current season, um, and you've drafted three average to elite shooters. So Gay in that season averaged 36% from deep, added 36% from deep, and last year uh, Buddy shot 43% from deep on eight attempts a game. So uh, you've got quite a bit of shooting and four space. Buddy healed, cannot handle the ball, and Gay cannot handle the ball. So uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens if Brendan can get some defense on the floor that can maybe trip up your point guard a little bit, whoever that's going to be, because you don't really have a secondary ball handler in that starting lineup um, right now. The other thing to think about is uh, defense. There's not a lot of defensive players available. Like, if we're being honest with ourselves, the Kings never prioritized defense. Yeah. Buddy is last was a better defender than this year. He's still a negative defender. Cousins, uh, kind of, it's a night to night thing with him, and NGA is pretty rich. So, um, we'll see how that works out. Um, any any other defenses defenses for the heel pick, Rich? Really, what it came down to is I think that I would have wanted Barnes more for the the way that I'm going about this, but I cannot let Brendan create the super pact of of the Dash Bros. I can't let him have Fox and Buddy, <laughs> so I had to just do that. Yeah, and yeah. oh, I'll say this. I forgot to say this. Healed was number four on my board. So, so far, Cousins won, two Fox, three, four Healed, and ten Holmes are off of my board uh, with five players gone. So, Brendan, are you ready? Yeah, I'm definitely taking Barnes. Um, I, I got to have Barnes as this gay matchup. Okay. Um, and then... Uh, yeah, go ahead on that one because I'm still considering this. Okay. Yeah, Harrison Barnes, very, very similar player to Gay, slightly worse in pretty much every category but shooting, and I guess defense too, which are, I guess, pretty important areas. Uh, but Barnes is also pretty underrated by the fan base, in my opinion. He takes a lot of blame because he is your typical uh, above-average role player, your super role player. Barnes is not a guy most nights who can work you out of a out of a uh, deficit. So if you're down 10, Harrison Barnes is probably not going to take over the game, although he's done that for the Kings a couple of times with some shooting and some ISO posts, mid-posts. Uh, but he plays hard. He plays defense. He's not at all a passer. He's one of the, I wouldn't say most reluctant passers in the NBA, but he rarely passes the ball, not to a Marvin Bagley extent, but it's, he's pretty far down there and has been there for pretty much the entirety of his career. Uh can shoot the ball. He's always, you know, 38, 39, 40 from deep on, on volume. So he'll provide some shooting, which you desperately need, uh, Brendan. And then he's also, we haven't really talked about this a lot, and maybe I should have mentioned this more with Cousins, but Barnes is also a leader. He's well-liked. So was Fox. So was Holmes. Uh, whereas in Rich's case, Rudy Gay was, I, as far as I know, loved in the locker room here. There was never really any complaint heard. Buddy Heald has obviously stirred the Hornets' nets a few times just this season. And then DeMarcus Cousins obviously is going to need a lot of um, a lot of space around him. He's going to need some social distancing at times when he loses his temper. How that worked that in? Um, that was a great so, <laughs> I love that. Um, 
<laughs> Rich liked one of my jokes. So anyway, uh, Brendan, who is your second pick? Man, um, yeah, this is a rough one here, but I think I'm going with a 20-point-per-game scorer that Rich and I were talking about this the other day. I'm going with uh, Marcus Thornton. Of I have 2010-11. I don't know if we're counting this since he was only there for 27 games on that year. I haven't counted too. Okay. That definitely counts. Um, yeah. Marcus Thornton, he averaged 20 plus per game, if my memory serves me correctly. I don't have the stats. Um, and 21.3. There it is. Um, and he shot decently from deep. He actually wasn't as, as great from deep, I think, as we all thought. I think it was like 36, 37%. Yeah, 45 from the field, 36 from three, and 80% from the line. Yeah, so. Um, I was talking to Brendan a little bit about, and I, I Rich too, before we started recording. Thornton was really good for two seasons, fell off a cliff, and was out of the NBA in like two years. He's one of the most unique uh, circumstances I've seen from a player that we never really heard anything about anything going on. He just couldn't play anymore for whatever reason, wasn't hurt, didn't have any personal problems that we really knew of. But those two seasons, he was an elite scorer in the NBA. Uh, when we traded for him from the Pelicans, as Kings fans do, we got super excited. We threw him a lot of money for what was a lot of money at that time with that cap sheet, and then he immediately tanked, as players tend to do when they receive money from the Sacramento Kings. Um, so, Brendan, you've definitely made up some of your shooting and your scoring issues. Um, Thornton could handle the ball a bit. He wasn't by any means a good ball handler, but he, he was a combo guard for, for a bit. He can, he can help Fox with some escape valve type deals and then he did not play defense really at all so you're the good news is you've got him paired with Fox and Barnes on either end which are both competent defenders so you'll be able to hide him a little and then um you know you've got Fox at a 20 point per game score Thornton at a 20 point per game score Barnes is 14 15 points 13 points and then Holmes is right around 10 12 so you've got definitely some some scoring and I spread out your points a little bit more uh whereas Rich has a little bit more heavy hitters um, on his field. So, Rich, are you on your end? Yeah, I am good to go here. I think that, for me, this combo is going to be kind of kind of easy for me. I'm glad you went Thornton. He wasn't a guy that I had on my radar. He's on my list, but a little bit further down. Um, I heard you loud and clear, Tim, about my uh, distribution, ball handling, passing, playmaking. I'm going to go here with who I feel are the two best players remaining on the board in Isaiah Thomas and Tyreek Evans. Okay, so you're going gay at the four, I assume? I'm going to go gay at the four. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to, pro- I mean, look, I can probably put one of these guys as my sixth man, potentially, but for now, I'm going to put Tyreek Evans at the three. I know he didn't, and this is one other thing I wanted to note, although these players may not have met, like Rudy Gay, for example, played a lot more at the three than the four for the Kings. I feel that I can, in my scenario here, move them around as I want them. I even considered, honestly, doing a little bit of point bogey action. But um, I'm going to take the two best players remaining on the board, and I'm going to probably smash uh, Tyreek at the three. Okay. Yeah, I like it. Um, like you said, you went for talent. Um, Isaiah Thomas. Uh, really talented, 20-6, and 20-7, whatever that was that season, could shoot the deep ball. And what really made Thomas special as a player before all the injuries hit him was his ability uh, to penetrate the lane 
hit layups and or draw fouls when he was all of however big he is, very small for the NBA. Um, so that, that will really provide use. Um, Thomas and Cousins, one thing I want to mention about Cousins as well, that dude averaged 10 free throws a game that season, 10. James Harden averaged 11 free throws per game last year, and we all complain about, well, not all of us, but some people complain about how many free throws he takes. So between Thomas and Cousins, we've got a lot of a lot of lane penetration um, and a lot of free throw drawing ability. So that will provide you something. The thing I'm probably most concerned about, and I guess you'll probably put Evans on the stronger offensive player, Isaiah Thomas doesn't play defense, and Buddy Heel doesn't play defense. So De'Aaron Fox... I guess you'll put Evans on Fox, and then hopefully Thornton doesn't light you up. Is what I, I don't want to tell you what you're going to do, but that's kind of a concern of mine for right now for your team. Um, and then uh, I should say this, Thomas was number five on my board, and Evans was number six. And for Brendan's previous pick, Thornton was number seven, and Barnes was number nine. So you guys are right, right where I was talent-wise. Um, so your team Ritz, has shooting except for Evans, which is good some ball movement between Thomas and Evans, and then some defense between Evans and Gay and Cousins, sort of. So you have a little bit of defense somewhat. Um, any other justifications, any other stats you want to throw out there for your guys? Yeah, I mean, just both of our teams are going to struggle with defense. Like, I think that if, and if you acknowledge that, which I think that we will eventually have to do, um, then I'm, I'm feeling pretty okay. Yeah, I agree. That's there's not there's not any defensive masterminds, and even Holmes is a solid defense. He's really not more than a, an above average rim protector in the NBA. If that, um, a, a lot of your players are going to struggle with defense in your starting lineup. There's some okay role players with some defense, but yeah, there's not going to be any juggernauts on these teams. Uh, Brendan, you ready? Yeah, I have one of mine at least. Um, okay. First one I'm going with is I'm going with Bogdan Bogdanovich. 2017-18. Okay, and are you slotting him in the starting lineup at three and moving Barnes down to four? As of now, that's the play, yes. Okay. Can I just interject? Interesting, the choice of year, any specific reason? I, I'm not sure that I see, like, a huge separation. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there wasn't that much, I guess. I mean, it was mainly shooting percentages that year, like the 39% from three um, and – and career high from the field. So, I mean, it would mainly just be that, but it's not much of a difference between any three of them. Yeah, it's a similar situation to Tyreek Evans where you could – he was a very similar player in all those years. Yeah. Um, and then my other one here, which is going to be the start of the bench. Hmm. Um. I might need one second here. Okay. I'll talk some more about Bogey. Uh, Bogey was number eight on my board, so we've now taken, in the, with the first ten players, the top ten of my board. So that's encouraging for both of you. I know some you might have been a little nervous about that. Um, I'll just kind of list them. Right now, Rich is kind of dominating as far as the top of my board. He has my number one, three, four, five, and six. Brendan has two, seven, eight, nine, ten. Um, and to clarify, I have Cousins, Fox, Gay, Heald, Thomas, Evans, Thornton, Bogey, Barnes, Holmes. So I think I got that right. I'm trying to keep track while doing this conversation. Um, so, Brendan, with Bogey, you're starting him at the three. So you're both going small because Evans at the three versus Bogey at the three. That doesn't necessarily mean they'll guard each other, but you're both going more for that 
slotting down a wing down to the four spot, which is more modern today, playing with one big, um, and then playing with two or three guards and wings, which is certainly following kind of the Houston Rockets uh, template. All right, Brendan, yeah. I don't have anything else more to say. Unless Richard's uh, in the I'll, I'll also just chip in that, like, I think that also felt like another Kings ish- issue where, like, I looked at this list and I'm like, I'm going to have – if I don't have Tyreek playing up, I'm going to have Bogey playing up. Like, we're going to have some some undersized guys probably playing up. But, um, yeah, I just – there's not – I'll just be frank, there are very few small forwards left on my board at all. Yeah, there's very – well, there's yeah. very few good small forwards. I think we – I think everyone knows Rudy Gay and Harrison Barnes are the two guys. And there are very few quality power forwards. Neither of you has chosen a traditional power forward and we're 10 players deep in this thing, and I don't necessarily disagree with that at all, but we've seen uh, seven guards, two wings, and two big men selected because the Kings have always invested in guards to their detriment, except for the one guard they should have picked, which I won't mention his name, um, mm-hmm. and then their big men's, their big men and wings have always been very poor aside from the Marcus Cousins. So, all right, Brandon, you ready? Yeah. All right. Okay. I am going. I'm realizing my team's – Pretty modern here. I'm going to Manu Bielitsa. You handed this to him, Tim. No, come on. It was between Bielitsa and one other guy here. Yeah, are you sure? It was. I promise you, yeah. (laughs) You handed that to him, Tim. I was was so, like, loaded and ready for that. Hey, he handed you the two small forwards as well, to be fair. I didn't pick the two small forwards. Oh, wait, you're right. You're right. I don't know what I'm talking about. (laughs) He went against me. (laughs) He automatically lost in the end. Um, Yeah, Bielitsa. He is my number – okay, this is going to make some people mad. I don't really care. People are always mad. He was my number one ranked power forward, um, which seems to be the case for Brendan as well. I won't yeah. – uh, yeah. Um, Marvin Bagley obviously has more potential as a player, but as a rookie, he struggled in a lot of areas and isn't necessarily ready to impact the game in a positive way, whereas Bielitsa has a clear skill set of a an elite, deep three-point shooting threat off the bench you could even, um, if you wanted to, start Barnes and Bielitsa, bring Bogey off the bench as your sixth man if you want to. That gives you a lot of versatility. Uh, Bielitsa, like everyone we're talking about, doesn't really play defense, and he has no lateral quickness, uh, side-to-side quickness, so he's going to get blown by. If you start him and Gay is opposite him, Gay will take him pretty easily. Um, but he's a very quality player. He's going to shoot 42, 43-plus percent from deep on multiple attempts per game and can hit them from deep, and his size is unblockable. And one more thing, uh, statistically, I looked this up a while back. I don't have the numbers in front of me. He's been the most clutch Kings player over the last several years, so that's something to keep in mind as well if we're going to buzzer beater situations. Uh, Brendan, you want to add anything to that? No, it's mainly just the absolutely elite shooting and, I mean, yeah, really well-rounded offensive game, but you can always find a use for a knockdown deep shooter. And he was number 12 on my board, so we are we are right on pace with where I thought we would be. And the other player that's above him, he may not get picked for a while. Just we'll see what you guys do because um, there's some positional redundancy going on right now. All right, Rich, you ready for at least one pick? I'm furious about this. This game has been rigged. Um, yeah, I'll make one pick. Uh, I, what I wanted to do is I was hoping that Brennan would pick someone else and I would pick – uh, Bielitsa and my current pick, Marvin Bagley. Okay. Um, and it's tough sometimes to remember that he definitely was better 
last year, uh, just across the board looking at the numbers. And with the issues that there have been at Power Forward, um, it kind of dries up, right? So I want that that firepower there. Uh, he did have, let's see here, you know, 15 points per game, seven and a half boards, a block per game. Um, you know, obviously he, he has not reached the peak that he will hopefully have one day with the Kings, but I want him on this team, and I – you know, I could start him at the at the four. Uh, I don't love the idea. I'd rather, but you know, with Cousins' ability to shoot, it may not be disastrous. I don't know. Maybe listeners might enjoy the concept of a Cousins Bagley front court. Um, so I haven't. You know, I think at the end we might have to tell you who we're starting um, and who we're we're kind of having as the sixth man because I could, you know, have, you know, it Evans. Gay, Bagley, and Cousins with Buddy as, like, the super six-man to come on and just shoot the lights out of the ball. Um, so I think I have some options, but that's my that's my next pick is Marvin Bagley, and I'm going to think about my next one as you give me a little bit of review here. Yeah, um, Bagley has obviously fallen out of the grace of Kingston, myself included, a little bit this year because he's been hurt, and, you know, injuries have derailed just as many careers as a lack of talent, so that's certainly a concern, but I mean, I wrote an article last year, I think it was at the end of last year, that talked about how Bagley was the best big man prospect the Kings had ever had because his, his rookie season was better than DeMarcus Cousins' rookie season. I mean, it's just a fact. He scored more. He he rebounded almost as well in the, at a per-minute basis. His assists were obviously down, but Bagley was incredibly efficient in his rookie season, even with uh, some poor free-throw shooting at 69%. Um, his effective field goal percentage was still 52.5%. He made 50% of his field goals, shot 31% from deep, which isn't amazing by any means, but it was it was okay, and he, he shot better towards the end of the season. Um, I do like the pick of Bagley. What, he'll, what, what you just mentioned is if you end up starting Bagley, you'll probably bring Heald off the bench as your kind of um, volume scorer that can just put up numbers or instant offense off the bench. Um, and if you bring that, <clears throat> excuse me, if you bring Bagley off the bench, he's going to provide a lot of those same uh, principles, just obviously in a, in a different format as a big man, and he provides a lot of energy off of the bench. Whereas Brandon right now, he's got Bielitsa coming off the bench is what my assumption is. He can shoot, and he's a very good role player to bring off your bench, but he's not necessarily an energy guy or a self-creator, so he's going to have to make sure he gets mixed in with some creators that can hook him up with the ball. I mean, Bielitsa can drive the ball if he, gets, if he pump fakes, but he's not necessarily an instant offense type player. Whereas Bagley, I think Bagley and Heald probably have the advantage there, whichever one you bring off the bench. And then Bagley was an okay rim protector um, as as a rookie. He's, he's much better in help defense. So if, if Cousins can man the middle and Cousins can also block shots, then, then you've got a decent amount of rim protection to go against Fox and Bogey and some of the other guys on Brendan's team. All right, Rich, you ready for number two? Let me just ask Brendan um, – Vamping a little bit here for my own sake. I think I know who I'm going with next, but just to ask, would you would you start Belly with this six man group? Because I know that you've got Bogey on the team, so you actually kind of got like the current Kings, like Fox. Yeah. If you just swapped uh, Buddy for Marcus Thornton, yeah, I, I'm very much the current <laughs> Kings. Yeah. Current Kings with little buckets instead of Buddy buckets. Yeah, not, I'm I'm thinking I'm starting Barnes and Bogey, um, assuming that you're starting gay at the four as well. I might be. 
the mystery. There we go. Yeah, I mean, I guess Lil Buck I mean, is you're not a big, bad microwave yeah. score off the bench either if you wanted True. to go Fox. You're a big Bagley Bobby. 5 guy, though, so I was kind of thinking you might be your backup 5. Well, here's what I'm going to do here, and this, I think, is throwing a huge curveball. I don't know how this player is going to strike you, Tim, um, because, honestly, he's not a player that I'm super familiar with. Nice. Uh, the The season that I've chosen here is 2015-16. Um, I, I frankly, I think I know. No, 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 I don't want you to guess. I don't want you to give, give someone away to Brendan if I choose someone. That, <laughs> I think this is like a sleeper pick. Um, but I just, I really didn't watch him that much. Like when I was watching the Kings at this time, it was much more casually. Uh, it was right around the time I moved to Sacramento, um, was still getting into, Sacramento Kings really getting into basketball at kind of serious level um, for the first time. And really I was watching, you know, these other guys, like obviously, you know, Rudy Gay and Marcus Cousins and, you know, guys like that, IT a little bit before that, um, and Evans before that. Those were guys that I knew from just like being a basketball fan and when I was living in Los Angeles or on the East Coast. So, again, don't don't crush me if this is a crazy pick, but I'm going to go with Omri Caspi here. That was my and, guess. Woo, okay. So the reason that I like him is I have more flexibility. What I want to do is get Bagley uh, Bagley and Bielitsa, start Bielitsa, and then I'd have Buddy and Bagley off the bench as kind of like, you know, IT, Evans, Caspi, and Gay, and Cousins. Like there's enough firepower there. IT, Gay, Cousins, Evans, like these guys, they can, they can run an offense. Um, even if Caspi's a bit of a role player, he did shoot 41% from three in this year. He's the only real 3-4 that I see left on the board that I really want. And um, I'm probably going to put him in my starting lineup, and I've got all the scoring you could ever hope for in Buddy, Heald, and Martin Bagley off the bench. Okay, so just to clarify, you're moving Heald to the bench, Evans up to the two, and Caspi onto the starting three, right? For now, yes. Okay, gotcha. So let me, let me make some adjustments on my board here. I'm trying to keep track. Um, I, I like the Caspi pick. He, like you said, there's some, there's probably, well, I don't know if you said this, but I'm going to say it. Um, there are some more talented players on the board. He was number 18 on my top 20. Um, but he's, he's versatile. He can shoot the lights out of the ball. He, he was, if I'm sure most Kings fans remember, he got into that shooting goal with Steph Curry that one game way back in the day and hit nine or 10 threes. I don't remember how many he hit and just was on fire. And really that entire season, um, he just couldn't, not hit from three, and the year before he shot 40% from three as well. He's not a creator. He averaged 1.4 assists per game, not a particularly strong defender, um, but he'll get your buckets. He's he's a well-loved locker room guy as well. Um, there's obviously the classic um, clip of, of him fixing Boogie's headband, and he was beloved by Cousins, um, as was Thomas, as I think Gay and Cousins got along pretty well as well, so you're building some good chemistry there. And then healed and Bagley off the bench will be a lot of firepower. Um, not a lot of ball handling off the bench, but I'm sure you'll address that later on. But I, I do like the Caspi pick for versatility. Um, Caspi can overwhelm if, if uh, Brendan's going to continue to start bogey, he can overwhelm him with his size because he was, I think, I want to say 6'8". I, I think he's listed as 6'9 on B-ball rack, but that probably means, yeah, 6'8". Yeah, 6'8", 6'9". Yeah, bogey's 6'4", 
or so. So he's he's got a lot of size, assuming again Brendan keeps that. And then you got the only other combo forward that I real that actually has a decent amount of talent off the board. Um, so I like to pick for the versatility's sake. With currently no NBA, NHL, or MLB, you might think there's nothing to bet on. Well, you'd be wrong. Our exclusive partner still has hundreds of sports, events, and games to wager on. Or let them bring Vegas to you with their online casino and blackjack. All open 24 hours a day and all online, including their $750,000 poker series. If you're into props and entertainment betting, you can still bet on Survivor, Big Brother, American Idol, stock prices, and even the weather. Visit their website and join today to receive a 100% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Be sure to use promo code BLUEWIRE in all caps. Bet online, your online wagering experts. Brandon, you ready to go with at least one more? I am. Um, so this is the last guy that I had really as a really good year that I felt like that maybe would be a little bit more than that could carry a little bit of an offense in a way. Um, and I am going with 2015-16. Um, I know you're going to pick here. I'm taking it's hilarious. Darren Collison. Oh, okay. It wasn't who I thought. Oh, really? Did you think it was good? Well, I don't want to say anything now. Yeah, I thought it was going to be who you think it's going to be. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, I have. I got a forty percent shooter here from three. Is another main thing I'm looking at. Oh, I know who yeah. you're thinking. <laughs> yeah. Well, you have a connection oh, with this. Interview. Yeah. No. Yes. This was a strong yeah. consideration, but yeah. I agree with you yeah. picking this other person before the person that we thought. You and the guy we're talking about is Rondo. The yeah. guy we're talking about <laughs> yeah. is Rondo. <laughs> Yeah, I had Carlson ranked above Rondo um, slightly. Um, yeah, I like I like the Carlson pick. He was number eleven on my board, so he was the best player on my board. He had a really solid season that you're talking about, um, and he can actually play off the ball as well, which is really nice um, with Fox with Thornton, even with Bogey. You can play a Bogey Carlson lineup, and they can share the ball and create for other players. Um, like you said, he can shoot. He was also a pretty strong defender. He, he was a little bit underrated in that realm for the Kings. He could get up on the ball and pressure it. Um, a little bit of an inconsistent player, so having him come off the bench is probably his best role on a team rather than starting and playing for 36 minutes per game. Um, he was number, ele- excuse me, number 11 on my board. So numbers 1 through 13 are off my board, um, as well as number 18. So I've got a few more guys left to kind of fill out your benches. And then, um, Brandon, you got one more. Yeah, I'm running out of uh, I'm running out of guards here. I'm realizing, so I think I'm taking another three and D guy here, a 2017-18 Garrett Temple. I'm just bolstering um, up this shooting. My, right yeah. now, my bench is Collison, Temple, and Bielita. Maybe one of them ends up in the starting lineup, but yeah, Temple was was really good. I know I tried to trade him for like three years because the Kings were never going to win and he was a valuable role player that could have returned a decent value and instead we traded him for Ben McLemore. Or no, did he come in the Ben McLemore trade? I don't even remember anymore. It's too depressing to think about. Um, Yeah, Garrett Temple, 3 and D player, like you said. He can shoot from deep. He can defend. Also a beloved locker room character. Everyone loves Garrett Temple. 
everyone can ha- has nothing but wonderful things to say about Temple. Um, he can also play a little bit of both guard positions, and he can even move up to the three at times and and take on a smaller three. So, for example, if if at some point Rich was running Tyreek Evans at the three, um, Temple could certainly guard him and 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 handle him. And he was ranked number 20 on my top 20 board. So you both dove a little bit deeper onto my board, but I think that's because you're going for the more valuable positions at guard and wing, um, and you both got a lot of that down. So now we'll see. It's going to be interesting to see how you fill out the rest of your benches. You're probably both needing um, – well, Brendan, you need a wing probably in a, in a big, and Brendan, you need some ball handling. You need a couple of different positions because you're a couple of picks behind. Um, Rich, you ready for one more? This is definitely where it gets tough. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you're, you're on the outskirts here. Mm-hmm. I think I'm in like a tier here where I know you've got everyone numbered, but at this point, what was the where was was Temple on your list? He was number twenty of twenty. How do so we like, feel about yeah. him going through the guys that he has? Uh, no, 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 no. Okay. We gotta we gotta reward ourselves for our own research here. I know you've got 20 guys on your list. I got 20 guys on my list. Tim's got 20 guys on his list. Okay. I think we got to write it out. I went I went deeper with that positionally, but I got depressed after listing. So, um, you guys, of all the positions you pick, point guard, shooting guard, small forward, power forward, center, you've cleared out the top of every board. So you haven't jumped anywhere there, if that makes sense for listeners. Okay. That's interesting. Hmm. Yeah, I, this is at a point where I feel like maybe your 14th through 20th guy on your list, Tim, may not even be a huge separation. Like it is, we're kind of in a tier now, um, yeah. from my perspective. Um, and I'm looking at, oh man, I'm looking at some options. I, I'm honestly, I'll tell you, I'm considering the guy we spoke about in Rajon Rondo. Just because, you know, you mentioned him, I need some ball handling off the bench. Uh, I don't really have that as it is if I'm starting IT and Evans and I've got Buddy and Bagley off the bench. Obviously, I need a ball handler at some point. But I actually feel like there's some depth in ball handler for the Kings of the 2010s decade. And I'm not too worried about Rondo because I think that if you – what you've got going for you – here, Brendan, is like a very strong uh, chemistry. You've got you got a lot of guys that never really cause any problems to anybody that everyone kind of loves and all that stuff. And if you do pick Rondo, I trust that he will destroy that. So um, I, I think I'm going to leave him on the board for right now. And okay. uh, ball handlers. Yeah, I'm just looking looking at ball handlers. There's a couple other guys that I think are. Solid, and I may even leave him out of this round altogether because he can't take everybody that I'm looking at here. Um, And if I had to let my backup point guard be someone who I'm not super excited about, I think I could live with that. Um, So I'm looking at some bigger guys right now. Um, Let's see here. So here's what I'm going to do. Yeah, here's what I'm going to do. For my first pick, and you can give full analysis on this. Um, it's not going to be one of your 20 guys, I don't think at all. 
but uh, I think that I want I want a team that's gonna really coalesce and cohere uh, around my crew. Uh, I've got a I've got a pretty rowdy bunch, but they play with passion. <sighs> Do I dare? Oh, yeah, God. I'm gonna. Uh, uh, my team is 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 the scores house, so. I'm gonna go ahead and take Iman Shumpert here. There is basically there is basically no no one that can defend the small forward position at all left on my board. So So I'm going I'm I'm going off my board to get someone that I feel like can even like remotely defend a wing. So I'm gonna take Iman Shumpert with my first pick of this round. I'll lay down at pick 16. Wow, he is not anywhere close to mine. Uh, I had him ranked in the shooting guard category, so there's that. Um, personally, I would have gone, I mean, maybe he doesn't qualify in your mind, so if not, it's fine. would always go Bazemore over Shunt. Um And he's only, I don't know how many games he's played, but he's 12 or 15. Uh, Shumpert. Yeah, he counts, he counts. Shumpert, Shumpert, Iman. I was not a fan of his play while he was here. Uh, locker room chemistry, obviously wonderful. The scores and and all of that, wonderful. The guys loved him. Um, it's interesting because only two players on your team were teammates with Shumpert. So he really resonated with the young guys. Um, but you've got some headstrong characters. Like Rudy Gay is kind of a headstrong guy in his own quiet way. DeMarcus Cousins, Tyreek Evans, Isaiah Thomas. You've got a lot of voices there. So you're hoping that Shumpert can kind of uh, lead that crew, which is interesting. Um, he can sort of shoot. I think he shot like 35 36% from three that year, if I'm not mistaken. I think he was in. Um, and he can defend a little bit. He has never seen a shot he does not like, and he will jack up a shot from anywhere on the court at any time. Um, the interesting thing about Shumpert, which we didn't really see the Kings use in, the, in this a whole lot, but you talked about ball handling. Um, he was a point guard a lot in college and early in his career with the Knicks. So he actually has some ball handling ability. Um, he's not quite the same vein as Tyreek Evans or Bogdan Bogdanovich, but again, he can be a safety valve for your point guard, especially since you've got healed at that backup two spot right now. Um, he can take some pressure off of that, although pretty soon, Rich, you're going to need probably another ball handler um, unless you're confident that Thomas and Evans, even though they're starting, can get their minutes enough that you can cover the point guard position because unless you are a Luke Walton fan, you will not be running Buddy Heald at the point guard. So, yeah, Shumpert is a surprise pick. He would not have made my top 30, I don't think. But I, I understand the reasoning, even if I don't agree with it. Um, all right, are you ready for your next pick? And hopefully, I like it more. It was a bold move, and I definitely very know bold. that. Um, it was a very bold move. I I want to brand this team. I I love guys like you know Temple and all that, but I just I want to get a little more edge to my team. And I will say this: if we're the point here is to do a seven game series. I don't know that there's going to be much time to erode a locker room um, in terms of, like, the grind of, you know, all year long, I'm not getting the minutes I want or whatever, whatever. 
if we're doing just a seven-game series, that frankly could be done in four if I got guys like DeMarcus Cousins, Rudy Gay, Buddy Kidd. <laughs> wow. wow. Get the hell out of here. I'm just saying. Listen, I'm just saying. He's reflecting his team's attitude. Right. I think we know <laughs> I think we know who has the more talented team. Um, we definitely know who has the – the better, I guess, the safer chemistry. Any definitely. defense at all? You know. <laughs> Listen, Shump can defend. I got, I got oh, some right, defense. Right, right. Yeah, that's well, You can't just say, like, I drafted Rashawn Holmes, therefore I have all the defense. What? And Harrison what? Barnes? And Gary Harris Temple? And Darren Fox? Yeah. All right, so none of my guys can defend? I mean, none of them that well. Rudy Gay? I mean, Tyreek Evans? DeMarcus Cousins? I mean, some of these guys can defend. I'm not, I'm not super worried about that. Um, but here I actually am going to pick a guy as an anchor um, to my defense. Uh, you know, not like, again, you know, there just aren't really that player. That player doesn't necessarily exist. But I want a solid five here that can come in. Um, relieve some time from Cousins. I like Bagley. I don't know that I love him at the five, but as long as he's not really sharing the floor too much with this guy, I'm happy to have uh, uh, Jason Thompson come on and play uh, the five as need be. Uh, He was also unranked for me. Um, Like you said, we're kind of in the dredges here, so unranked isn't that crazy. I did have two other power forwards ahead of him in my ranking. Um, Thompson Let me know that I was playing him as a five. Oh, yeah, that's right, five. Um, okay, that's interesting. Uh, Thompson, you know, he had a decent year. I assume you're probably going like 12-13. Is that right? Did this you have was 12-13, that's correct, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and he had a pretty good year that year. Um, I was talking to Greg... Uh, our editor about Jason Thompson. I think Tony's of Terrace as well. I I am not a Jason Thompson fan. His numbers were okay. Um, bad player on a bad team. I think there's a reason he immediately left the NBA as soon as he was off of the Kings. That being said, that season um, Thompson managed to average 11 and 7, um, shot 50% from the field. Obviously not a passer but he's your backup center. You don't need a ton from him. Um, I, he, so your bench, other than healed, can't really shoot. Thompson yeah. can't shoot. Bagley can't really shoot, and Shumpert's okay. So you don't really have a lot of firepower off of your bench. Well, um, let me just say, I'm not going to be doing hockey changes. So, like, right, I true. don't. I don't plan on playing, like I said specifically, I don't want to really play Bagley and Thompson that much together. Right. Yeah. But Thompson can, you know, Cousins will probably struggle with foul trouble a couple of games, and Thompson is a big body um, that can absorb minutes and grab some rebounds. So um, I, I, don't, I don't hate the pick. Like you said, we're in the judges of the, the talent here, and, um, yeah. I'll, I'll leave it at that. So we are back to Brendan if I haven't lost my mind yet. I had a bad round. I had a bad round. I really thought Rich was taking this one, all right? This is uh, – okay. So I'm going with a five here, and I got a lot of shooting. And guys that work well off ball in the second unit right now with Collison, Temple, Bielitsa, I want a guy that I can run my offense through when I need to. Um, I'm taking Harry Giles. 
Okay. Okay. I want li- yeah, a little bit of a spark plug and a guy that I think could he could be a reason that a a main factor in winning you one game out of seven. Yeah, I, I guess I could say that. Like you said, he's a spark. He could definitely pass out of the post. Uh, he was my he was unranked in my overall category, my top twenty. He would have been right up there though. He was he was right on the edge. And I had him as my fourth ranked center, uh, excuse me, fifth ranked center. So I had Cousins, Holmes, two centers in between, and then Harry Giles. Um, Harry Giles is the most unique big man outside of Cousins with his passing ability. Um, he can't defend effectively. He has some defensive skills, but he either fouls too much or just doesn't protect the rim at all, as the numbers have shown this year. Um, so him and I know you're not going to do hockey changes either, but Bielitsa and Giles are are both relatively ineffective defenders, um, and we've seen that in some of the lineups. But he does give you a lot of passing from the post. It's interesting to me. Um, I understand why you did it, but Willie Cauley-Stein is also a, actually a pretty effective passer from the post as well, um, can run the floor, obviously gives you some verticality in the pick and roll. So I'm a little surprised you didn't go with Holly Stein. I know he doesn't play defense, but frankly, Giles can't play defense either, although he tries a lot harder. Um, and Willie's actually a better rebounder uh, than Giles statistically. So that's an interesting pick to me. I, I get it, and Giles is also just a more likable player from a locker room and an on-court perspective. He's not going to frustrate guys. Bren seems um, winning all the popularity contests. <laughs> yeah, people love Brendan's team. Well, had to win his vote. Yeah, his Twitter vote. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, Brendan, is, are you ready for your second guy? I am. Your last um, pick? Yeah. I'm going with a three here. And this is an interesting one for me. And you're going to have to let me know. I was doing my research watching some highlights. And uh, I went back oh, to. No, yeah. 2012 13. Oh, I dear. God's Salmon's here. Oh, dear. Uh, 37 percent for three? I felt like there was some decent defense, but you're probably going to tell me I was wrong. If you had – I know it wasn't available, but, like, first stint Salmons was pretty good. Uh, second stint was not. Uh, <laughs> I had no other three here. Like, yeah, it was – Yeah, he was not ranked on my three board. Like you guys said, there's only – there's two good threes in Gay and Barnes, a decent three in Caspi, and then relatively ineffective players from there. Um, since since Rich is on his last pick, I'll just say I would have picked Francisco Garcia from 10-11, Vince Carter um, over him, and oh, then I even had okay. I even had 14-15 Derek Williams. Um, I also think Salmons is is more of a two three than a pure three. Um, so if anything, I might have moved him to my shooting guard. Obviously, you can guys are movable. You've got a lot of versatility between Temple, Bogey, and Salmons, and Barnes. Those guys can all play multiple positions, so you can move him around. It's not like he just has to play small forward. Um, he was actually an okay defender, so I'm not going to I'm not going to throw you under the bus for that one. And uh, uh, I'm trying to think of if I would rather have Shumpert or Salmons, and I, I, I just don't <laughs> want to pick. I just don't want to pick. Like, yeah, we both like, got one. We both got one. Yeah, that was... Oof. Man, and I. <laughs> All right, so, that's, so that's I want to clarify. Yeah, so are you starting Fox, Thornton, Bogey, Barnes, and Holmes? Um, 
You know, give me a I mean, second to think about it before we... Yeah, okay, we I, can gotta, set that I can pick while you think about that. Um, okay, Rich, last pick. Look, look. I might as well embrace it, right? I got the bad boys of Sacramento here. And oh, you not necessarily in a good way. <laughs> not necessarily in a good way. But it is what it is. It's a seven-game series. You're right. I need a little more passing on my second unit. Uh, there is a guy that led the league in assists oh, yeah. when he played with the Kings. Um, you're not going to like it. I'm not going to like it. Nobody likes it. Um, but I am going to pick Rondo here. All right. You know, I, I he's the best point guard on the board. So I, I don't think, you know, you're going, you're going talent. No question. You've gone talent pretty much every pick, maybe except for Jason Thompson. Uh, yeah, can I just throw out a thought there on who I almost picked in, instead of Thompson? Do, or do you want to go one more round, Brendan? I'm, nah, let's not do that. Let's not do that. We got our guys. But I'll just say one guy that I almost picked instead of Thompson, but I just wanted more of a big body um, and, like, a body that was capable of playing defense, possibly. I almost went Zebo there. Yeah. Okay. Um, he was – under Rondo on my board, but number 17 on my board. So um, I think you've got plenty of bigs, though. I think I think that's a smart choice to go with ball handling and versatility. Um, like you said, Rondo led the league in assists that year. He averaged 12 and 12, basically, 11.9 points, 11.7 boards. And interestingly enough, he shot 37% from deep. And in fact, pretty okay from deep for the last few, except for one anomaly in 1718. Like you said, he can play defense. He actually averaged two steals per game that year. He was a very selective defender, you know, playing the passing lanes. That way he could jump for the steal. Didn't really care what happened on the back end when he missed the passing lane. Uh, but he'll provide you size, like you said, a little bit of defense and a ton of passing. I would maybe be a little concerned, just like with 700 of your picks with chemistry, because Rondo may not like coming Seven games, the baby. Seven games, baby. I know. Rondo, Rondo is a firecracker. Um, I, I will say that Rondo and Cousins got along remarkably well because they're both a little bit of a misfit. And depending on the coach and how they can handle the Cousins-Rondo dynamic and how, how satisfied Rondo is in his role, you might have Cousins pushing for Rondo to start over Thomas. And then you may – I know it's only seven games, but um, there's a lot of potential for – chemistry issues there. Uh, he is number 14 on my board, um, which was the best-ranked player available. So you didn't go unranked, which is good. And he, like I said, versatile player can hand, can give you ball handling and shooting, um, but there are some, some fit issues there. And then I know you're not doing hockey items, but again, I guess he was an okay shooter, so never mind. I, I won't give that criticism. He was 37% from deep, so on two and a half attempts per game. So, Rich, let's have you do this. Let's have you set your starting lineup, and then Brendan can respond with his. You got the All first right. and last pick. So, who are your starters? Go I'm going to start. Um, well, should we do Should we do a quick – I guess we can't really do – fairly do, like, a coach draft. First of all, there just aren't that many good coaches, honestly. But, yeah, like uh, yeah well, that's true. <laughs> yeah, I'll take George Carl. Done. <laughs> <laughs> um but, yeah, I mean, I, I guess we're the coach in this scenario anyway. I don't know. I I don't really know how we would do that if we want to do that. But what is your thoughts on – you're talking about, you know, pushing Rondo's start here. 
what was this version of IT? Would he have been down with that? I don't think he would have been down with that. I mean, it's not like it's no. that simple. So, all right, I'm going to ask Rajon Rondo to come off the bench. Uh, understand, understand. Look, if chemistry loses this series for me, I can live with that. Um, it's it's tough, but I chose to go talent over fit, uh, or specifically over chemistry. So I believe that. These seven players, they got to, they want to win something. They, they haven't won anything except for Rondo. Rondo can take his ring and, you know, he can chill for a minute. Um, so they, they got to get this King's Pulse Cup. Uh, I'm going to start Isaiah Thomas, Tyreek Evans at the two. I'm going to go, uh, uh, I guess it would be Caspi at the three or kind of interchangeably. Caspi and Gay, so whoever, I guess, yeah, but I don't really care that much about who's the, the three or the four in that scenario. And uh, our our friend and yours, Marcus Cousins, at the five, then coming off the bench, not in a hockey shift necessarily, but um, I will have Buddy is going to be my sixth man for sure, going to get a ton of minutes, um, if not more than Tyreek, just, you know, Tons of minutes for Buddy. Uh, Rondo, Buddy, we got Shumpert at the three. You know, again, is he a, a big, true small forward? No, but I believe in his ability to defend. You know, not going to put him on fours, but we got Caspi and Gay with, with some length there. I, I believe in Shumpert to come off and get some stops for this scorer's team. Uh, Bagley there as well. Provide some rebounding and some spark off the bench. And Jason Thompson, not a guy that I'm super happy about either, but at the same time, I just want that big 6'11 body, you know. I don't even know how big he was. Uh, I don't know his weight off the top of my head, but big man. Uh, I wanted a big man in there. Yeah, I'll say this, and I probably should mention this earlier. Thompson wasn't particularly tall. He was like 6'9", 6'10". Uh, but he's he's a big dude. He I mean he had broad shoulders. He he could bang. So um, height wasn't necessarily there, but the weight and the and the uh, shoulder shoulder. He was listed at six eleven. I'll say that. Yeah, he he was never six eleven. But gotcha. anyway, um, I think he could fill that role. All right, Brendan. So to recap, Rich is starting Isaiah Thomas, Tyreek Evans, Omri Caspi, Rudy Gay, and Demarcus Cousins. So Brendan, who are you responding with as your starters? All right, well, I am clearly starting De'Aaron Fox here at my one. Uh, I don't think there's any explanation needed there. And then for my two, I am going to go with Garrett Temple here, and I'm going to have Marcus Thompson as Thornton, sorry, Marcus Thornton as my uh, backup two here. Or I guess the question would be, how would Marcus Thornton respond to that, Tim? Um, I think he would be okay. He came off the bench for the Kings for a little bit, if my memory serves me correctly. Um, I think he, I think he'd actually be okay with that. Okay, so yeah, I'm going with Fox and then Temple at the two um, as someone that can sort of uh, be hanging with Evans a little bit, and I just like the defense there and needed some creation in the bench, so I moved Thornton there. Um, Bogdanovich is playing the three here. Rich has got somewhat of a I guess your lineup's not too small, um, but I'm not all too worried about Omri Caspi necessarily posting up here. Um, so I got Bogdanovich here at the three, 
Harrison Barnes at my four, which I think matches with Rudy Gay pretty well there. Um, and Rashawn Holmes is my starting five to really try to slow down DeMarcus Cousins. And I think this team has a, a nice pace that they can play with here and try to take Cousins out of the game a little bit that way. And then my second unit I'm looking at, I got Darren Collison starting, Marcus Thornton at the two, um, and they'll kind of share ball handling responsibilities. And we got the legendary Iman Shumper and John Salmon's matchup. Um, Battle. Yeah, the yeah, really just expected that we were going to have something of this caliber. Um, and then the four, this is a little worrisome, but I got a Bielitsa Giles as my four or five, which, yeah, like I said, I mean, I think that you can run through Giles a good amount in this uh, in this offense and really surround him with shooting there. Bielitsa guarding Bagley scares me a little bit, obviously, um, but, you know, we can have Barnes in there maybe a little bit if we need to. Um, I don't really have – yeah, I mean, it's just a limit of three, four sort of guys, so that was a little difficult. But I'm going with a little bit of pace here, and I'm really – I'm going to shoot the heck out of the ball. Yeah, and I think my recommendation would be switch Giles on the Bagley, let Bielitsa guard Thompson. Because Thompson's just a cleanup guy, just a rebounder. He's not going to do anything. Let Bielitsa bang with him in his 6'10 frame. Um, all right, so are, are you guys ready for my my full analysis? I want to propose a trade. <laughs> a trade. Oh, I just oh, want to know. I want to know what I can do to get Giles just for the brand. Just for the brand. Yeah. Well, I really thought you were taking him. Um, yeah. I mean, you, you. What are you thinking about Cousins? I'll do like a future fourth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I was kind of really hoping you weren't taking Giles because since I don't have amazing ball handlers on my second unit, I kind of needed somebody that can run an offense a little bit. Yeah, I'm going to propose a trade, maybe. I don't know yeah. if you guys are interested in that. All right, Giles for Caspi. No. All right. And then that's Lisa's the only one I can come up five. with. Yeah, that's not bad. Oh, yeah. That would, yeah, but Rich said no pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's fine. I'm good with I like what I have. Okay. okay. Um, did it get leaked to the media that right before uh, the it's deadline? It's a personal attack that, that you Rich took. Rich <laughs> It's a personal attack. Yeah. Now the locker room of Rondo, Cousins, Gay, and all these guys know that they were on the trade block. This is great. Yeah. Leaked it. Call watch. Watch. Okay. Um, all right. You want me to read maybe my top 20 guys that you guys didn't pick? Maybe that would be. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm curious. Okay. Um, so you guys picked one through 14. My 15th was, was Bino Udri. Uh, he was he, he was going to be my pick if Brendan did take uh, did take Rondo. Rondo. Yeah, I figured that's yeah, what you were talking about. That's, had, the, that's the Tony Zidteris, right? He's always talking about yeah. us. Tony yeah, he would have gotten, gotten that vote. That was one free vote for either of us. I'm pretty sure Bino follows Tony. Like, I'm pretty sure that's Tony's, like, life highlight. Um, Willie Cauley-Stein at 16. Zach Randolph at 17. And Carl Landry at 19. 10-11 oh, okay. Carl Landry. Landry was um, my yeah. right after Jason Thompson for me, and I I just wanted the size there, but yeah. I definitely could see the switch. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what was your list of right. Because I ran out of four. Okay, so I had Bielitsa number one, Bagley two, Randolph three, Landry four, Thompson five. This is when you get really troublesome. Quincy AC six, Anthony okay. Tolliver six. Oof, um, okay. 
Thompson, yeah. I mean, uh, Tolliver honestly isn't a terrible choice if you just needed shooting there, but yeah. Brendan already had Bielita, and I yeah. don't really want Bagley at the five. I, I don't know. I could, yeah, the, I, I could have I could have gone with more shooting with Tolliver, but I already got Buddy on that second unit somewhere. Yeah, and then um, I know I mentioned a couple of centers that I had above Giles. That was Willie Cauley-Stein. And I know he's only played like nine games. I had Alex Len above Harry Giles as well. Um, obviously a totally different yeah. player, but a excellent rebounder and rim protector, whereas Harry is <laughs> much more versatile. It was very tempting to pick Alex Len. I'm not gonna lie. Should we allow I'm one substitution each? <laughs> you want to do that? Well, open it up. I, I'm just thinking. There's people that you should pick over Salmons. I'm staying with with Shumpert just because of the. Uh, uh, the scores and what all, but I could I think we could keep this 10. I think okay. we could keep the 10. Okay. I'm just trying to listen. I'm over here making moves. I'm a GM. Yeah. Does this make me Adam Silver, I guess? It definitely does. And Woj. Everybody. You're 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 uh, you're also a Sacktown royalty. Um, <laughs> King's Herald. Sorry. King's Herald, excuse King's, me. Bleep yeah. Brandon, bleep yeah. that. Go back to deep, bleep that. <laughs> um, let me ask you this. Is this... Let me just, before we get into winners and losers and games or whatever, is this close? Yes, I, I would think we, so. And I'm, should we do a, make, a coach draft, and would that matter? Oh God, I, I don't think so. Because I, I, if I can make the assumption that Malone would go one and Jaeger would go two, yes. um, I think Malone's the better coach. We never saw how good of a coach Malone would have been with Cousins. Obviously, that was a short-lived time frame. And we also saw that Dave Eager didn't get much time with Cousins and or Fox. I think Malone's the better coach. Um, I don't think that would swing it for me. I, I think I have yeah. – I think I've, I've – maybe I'll hear one last sales pitch from each of you, a, a quick, like, one-minute sales pitch, and then I'll make my, my judgment. All right, Brendan, you go first. Final, final closing arguments. Yeah, I just don't think Rich can guard anybody, any position. Um, I don't think that there's really any defense going on with this team, and I'm going to be able to slow down DeMarcus Cousins. And really, I think that I can nullify a little bit of his impact by really trying to run him off the floor. I mean, I, I think there's an argument that I could maybe prefer Jaeger over um, – over Mike Malone, which I don't know. I mean, Mike Malone's probably the way better player, but I'm planning on going super high paced with what I got going here. Um, and I think, yeah, it's just going to rely on if, if the shot's falling for me because I'm going to be throwing up a lot of threes. And if you're trying to sit there and post up with Cousins, I think I could think I could outpace you pretty quick. Okay. Rich, go ahead. Yeah, I would say that while I admit that my defense is not stunning, I think that the same could be said for yours. Um, I think that uh, you may have a slight advantage with some of these guys, but, like, truly I think one thing we've established is, I mean, there's defensive holes up and down both of these sides, and I think that becomes more of an issue. Your defensive uh, defensive holes become more of an issue when you face a superstar, and I do believe that I have the only true superstar on either of our rosters in DeMarcus Cousins. We all hope, as Kings fans, that Fox will get there one day, but this is of his body of work in the 2010s, and I think that on that, in that way that I pretty much can, can compare player to player, um, 
all the way down the roster with the exception of Cousins where I don't think that you can meet me. Um, and I also believe that my bench just is more significant than yours, especially with Buddy Heald leading that bench. I think he really does something special for this team, not to mention that not only is he an incredible shooter and the best shooter on either team unquestionably, I've really got everyone on my entire roster with the one exception of Jason Thompson can shoot the ball. Um, maybe not incredibly. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Marvin Bagley can't shoot. Uh, you're right. You're right. He's not a great shooter. But, like, in this, in his best season, I mean, over 30%. Comp, like, competent, it can happen. I can understand where you're, where you're coming at from, where you're coming from there. Um, definitely, definitely can understand that. But I think you've got, like, significant holes in shooting as well. Um, Giles, I think, is what, is he taking, like, one or two shots? Holmes, we know. Is a non-shooter the time the Kings. Uh, you know, Fox really has not been great uh, this year, and even last year it wasn't it wasn't a knockdown thing. I think that I've got better shooting uh, throughout, and Buddy Heald really tips the scales for it. So who's guarding Deer and Fox, by the way? Because you're right, you have the one star, and that's going to do a lot for you. I will put Fox, it. I'll put it on Garrett Temple, and I'm really not super concerned about that. And then what? Yeah. You have Tyreek Evans on Fox, yeah. Yeah. Evans, Evans was an okay defender. He's he's got length. He's not super fast, which is probably going to give. He won't shut down. Trouble. He won't shut that down. Uh, I I have no doubt about that. I also have more size in my starting lineup with Caspi, the much bigger three there. So yeah, I, I feel comfortable. All right. So here's where I'm coming from. I'm, I'm going to kind of look at this from a couple of different views. One, I'll say this. I think Brendan has the slightly better bench. Um, Heald and Thornton are actually relatively comparable. Heald's the better shooter, but Thornton was a more versatile scorer. I have Collison over Rondo um, with his defensive abilities to shooting. Um, and He's obviously not as talented of a passer, but when you're thinking about a 12 to 14 minute per game player, your your passing is, isn't necessarily as important as your shooting. Um, I have Bielita over... Bagley and I have Giles over Thompson, even though both were unranked. Salmons and Shepard, I'm just going to forget you guys ever picked either player. <laughs> um, like Rich kind of said, Cousins is kind of where you start this debate, right? And then we can move to Fox. My question is, can Harry Giles guard DeMarcus Cousins? Well, I don't think he needs to. He just matched the Holmes minutes. Well, here's the problem with Holmes. He averages five fouls per 36 minutes. So Cousins draws 10 free throws a game, so he probably drew seven, eight, nine fouls per game, and I don't have the stat in front of me. So my concern for Brendan's yeah. team is if at any point Holmes gets into foul trouble, Cousins will go for 40 points, right? Like Giles, Giles has foul problems even at a worse level than Holmes, and then you and Bielitsa can't do anything, and you don't really have – Another, like, Giles is a talented big, but he's not a traditional big. He doesn't have size. So Cousins will run him over possession after possession after possession. Um, flipping that kind of debate on its head, Darren Fox can run Tyreek Evans out of the gym all day long. Um, and and Rich doesn't really have a defender to take on Fox. But when I, when I look at these two teams, I want to make a comparison here, and it's, it's not going to be perfect by any means. Brendan has better shooting. I, I would certainly argue that Brendan has better and more versatile shooting um, and deeper shooting. Rich has a higher talent level overall, 
I would say the defenses, Brendan probably has a slight advantage, but neither of these teams are winning all defensive awards by any means. So I'm going to compare this series a little bit uh, to Warriors-Rockets, um, with Rich being the Warriors and Brendan being the Rockets. I know, again, that's not a perfect comparison by any means, but Rich has the higher level of talent. Brendan has the shooting, and eventually shooting might fail you. And if shooting fails Brendan, Brendan is out whereas Rich has Cousins and Gay, who are both, and, and even Bagley, are, are all, and even Heald, are, are extremely good one-on-one. Heald, not so much, but they can create offense. They can score in the post. They can generate scoring when shots aren't falling, whereas I look at Brendan's team, obviously a Fox, who's an elite, elite creator and scorer, but outside of that, there's a lot of really solid role players who may not produce at that same level. Um, so I, I would say that Rich's team would win in seven games. Are you there, Tim? I think you, uh, I think you cut out. <laughs> <laughs> I think you've made an honorable and honest choice here. There you go. Oh, man. And I see you where you're coming from. No, I mean, yeah, I, I see where you're coming from. There's definitely more. Uh, I mean, the self-creation, the Rudy Gay one, when I felt like I had to pick home second, which I kind of knew was going to happen, um, yeah, that one got rough. It's the, hmm. Like, how would you feel if this was, it, it, are Gay and Barnes pretty similar here, or how would you feel if those two were swapped? I mean, I, I think Barnes is a worse version of Gay, um, and it also depends a lot on your team. Um, I think. Rich getting Caspi really hurt you because now he's got a lot of versatility at that 3-4 spot. And, you know, you've got Bogey starting at 3, which is fine. I mean, like you said, Caspi's not going to post that Bogey. But if Barnes gets – or excuse me, if Gay gets switched on the Bogey at any point, that's an automatic bucket. If if Cousins gets switched on the Barnes at any point, that's an automatic bucket. Um, And so I I think that hurt you. Um, And then – just the lack of big bodies. Holmes is a good player, but if he gets into foul trouble, Giles just can't handle Cousins, and Cousins is going to get players into foul trouble. Rich's team, if they play 40 games together, are going to be arrested for murder because they're all going to kill each other. <laughs> uh, but for, for a seven-game series with equal coaching, I think talent-wise, Rich has a better yeah. team. Brendan, your team is much more likable and will get on, and for a season might actually do better. Um, and then might actually beat Rich's team if it was a season-long endeavor just because of the chemistry and the shooting. But like I said, if shooting and or Holmes is your key, and if he fails at any point, Cousins wins uh, pretty dramatically. Rich, how are you feeling? I'm feeling pretty good. I got very nervous. Um, I wish I could have the Jason Thompson pick back. Uh, Really what I wish is that I got Bealisa. For me, that was like the moment where – I felt that I started to lose, like, up until the Bielitsa pick, I was, I felt really in control. And I, and I thought that I would get both Bagley and Bielitsa, and then my bench would be looking really, really strong as well. Um, in my mind, I, I felt like I had Bielitsa because I was just so, like, I had marked that down so early and I felt like I was so high on him that I, if I had closer, paid closer attention to my notes, I would have gone with someone, anyone at all that could shoot at the five. Uh, I'm glad that the Thompson pick didn't 
totally sank me. Yeah. I would have I, – I really considered Rondo rather than the Salmons, but it would have had me push – I just would have had no threes, and Barnes is kind of like forced into the four with what I have going on because him and B elites are the only fours. And even then, I mean, Tim kind of – you mentioned that Salmons is a little bit more of a, a two-three rather than like a three-four. Um, but I did really consider Rondo there and then sliding Collison and Temple down. I'll also yeah. say that even though my team is less likable, like in terms of what we think of maybe as outsiders and as of like in the season long perspective, like you're saying, in terms of long term stability, like if this were you were building a franchise for over a decade or whatever, like this obviously, which is obviously like the point of this is we were looking at a whole decade. This team I don't think would make it, but I also don't really buy that this team isn't lovable. I think that I think that I have a chance at the fan vote here on Twitter as well because I don't think you can look at a roster of Isaiah Thomas, Tyreek Evans, Buddy Heald, Rudy Gay, DeMarcus Cousins, Marvin Bagley, and not think like, hey, I am rooting for these guys, even if they're a little bit crazy. Yeah, and, and for me, just um, as far as like my – Big board goes, and I know there, there's some splitting of hairs here with some of these players because the talent level drops off so dramatically so quickly. But Rich ended up with the one, three, four, five, and six players on my board, whereas Brandon was sitting at two, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. So he got kind of the the better end, the better of the lower end. But top end talent is so rare with this team, hence the 14 year playoff drought. Yeah. Um, that I, I think that just swung the boat, and then. Like I said, getting Caspi really hurt you, Brendan, because then you had to move Barnes down to the four, and then you didn't really have a three, and then you're moving Temple into the two spot, which is fine. I think that was the right choice, but now you're kind of backtracking and then just a lack of defenders for Cousins outside of Holmes. And it's tough, too, when you've only got 10 guys. If you had had 12 or 13, you might have picked up an Alex Len or a Costa Cooper's who could have given you, you know, 10 minutes a game to, to battle with Cousins. Yeah, yeah, it's fair enough. We will uh, put out the the tweet with the vote as well, and uh, my tweet with my food take will be out there tomorrow morning, all hot and ready as well. Um, you got anything else to hear, Rich? Score as hell. <laughs> all right. Well, Tim, is there any other final notes here? I appreciate you coming on, man, and pitching this game to us as well. It's pretty fun. Yeah, of course. No, um, I gave a challenge the other day on Twitter. It's really depressing. Try to rank the top ten power forwards in Kings history over the last ten years. I think I said over the playoff drought, just give even more depth, and then when you end up ranking Reggie Evans in your top ten, um, then you will sink into the true, deep, wonderful depression of quarantine. So other than that, that's all I've got. <laughs> pretty, guys. pretty telling we both started small forwards at the power forward position yeah yeah there was there was nothing going on there yeah and no. like we said after those two small forwards Rudy Gay Harrison Barnes complete fall off and the same with the Cousins and Holmes at the center okay one more one okay this is I guess my brand um how many body Divock picks like draft picks did we put on here two so we got Fox and Bagley, obviously. Bogey. And Giles. Bogey wasn't Bogey a was draft a pick, yeah. uh, oh, but right. it was a draft night acquisition. Giles. So three. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. And sorry. one of them made it because there's no other power forwards. 
But uh, but it was a trade, yeah. I guess it was more like almost more trades, and I mean, I mean, you gotta give a little credit to like the home signing. Obviously, not a, not yeah. a trade or a draft pick, but that's definitely a Vlade move, I guess. Yeah, yeah I mean, and Barnes is a Vlade move. Yeah. Uh, like I said, he Vlade move. Holmes is a Vlade move. Um, more so, Vlade, I mean, yeah. More Vlade trades than Vlade graphics. Interesting. Yeah. yeah, I think he's better at trading than drafting. Yes, sir. I'll throw one oh. more out there. Would it have been crazy if I like this was totally totally insane? But I just thought about having adding this guy if the roster called for it. Would I have been crucified for picking George Hill just to add some shooting because he shot like forty six percent when okay. he was with the Kings. That would have been an automatic L. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> I mean, he, he was not – I. he was so bad while he was here. I know he shot 40% from three or whatever, but I would not have him over Udri or Joseph for sure, and then maybe even like a Yogi or Andre Miller even. I don't know. George Hill was terrible, just terrible. He was just so I'm glad he didn't do that. He was the very last guy on my list with Seth Curry as well. Just because, you know, I look at guys like, hey – this guy shot 45% from three this yeah, season. Seth Curry was good. Yeah. Throw him on Not there. good, but Seth, like, um, neither of you should have picked Seth Curry. Like, he was, he shouldn't have been on, like, your I need this guy list. But Seth Curry was decent, and he's been good for Dallas. So they, they had a nice pick up with him. Yeah. I definitely wrote down the name 2012-13 Patrick Patterson. <laughs> Might have been better than, than Jason Thompson. Yeah. <laughs> Patrick Patterson is the quintessential role player who comes to the Kings and forgets how to shoot. Same with Bellinelli. Um, yeah, I looked at him. I looked hard at him, and he just, like, shot, like, 30% with the Kings. Yeah, the and a swallow. Yeah, there's a bunch of them out there that just come to the Kings and, for whatever reason, just can't shoot. I mean, part of it's just they're surrounded by other bad players, so they're not utilized correctly, but... Yeah, Marco Bellinelli, Aaron Aflalo, James Anderson, like that year or those years, like Kings fans just hated all of the players on the team, all of the role players, just hated them all. So, well, thank, thank you, man, for joining us on an XL 90-minute podcast. Yeah. Looking forward. And to guess you. what? We we still got a 916 man attached to the end of this, too. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Already got recorded, so it's getting thrown on yeah. there. Fair enough. Hey, people have nothing to do. So. Exactly. Yeah, that's I'm going to listen to it all at once. Be all right. <laughs> you can say that one for Thursday if, if you want. Yeah. Well, thanks, right. to everybody, for listening to this episode of the King's Pulse Podcast, and you'll hear from us again in the next couple of days.